Very cool dudes. We are now recording. I think, I'm pretty sure John's listened to our podcast, so he knows a little bit about you. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you've heard me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, I, I, like, I listened to, like, maybe half of it originally, and then when she told me that you were on, uh, one of her episodes, I, I, like, picked up where I left off or something. Yeah. Like, another little bit, listened to another little bit, so, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Thanks. Yeah. No, the podcast has been going great, Candace. I'm sad that you've had to, like... <laughs> I know. <laughs> me too. <laughs> What do you guys? What have you guys been up to? Like, what are you guys doing during? Are you in U? Are you in Kentucky too, John? Are you down yep. there? In I'm in the UK, and uh, and I've lived in and it's in Lexington. I've lived in Lexington my whole life, so okay. I know, cool. like, uh, I'm I'm real in tune with like all the local restaurants and stuff that are like trying to get. Uh, Hunter is gonna bring something up. <laughs> So Hunter cool. only knows Lexington because he likes this restaurant called Schlotsky's, which I have never even been to. <laughs> I know about it, but and I've never like been to it. He swears by it. Oh, and anytime that I'm like, I'm in Lex, he's like, oh, their turkey sandwich. <laughs> no, dude, it's just the one in San Diego, the one in like Cincinnati and stuff. The Lexington one kind of sucks. It's just the only one in the Midwest. So like, <laughs> I'll drive down there. And I have friends at UK before I met Kansas. Hey, Kentucky is not the Midwest. Yeah, I was about to Don't say that too. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's the South, I guess. <laughs> Very tip top of the South, so <laughs> like whatever. The South. <laughs> um, I'll, I drive down there to visit my friend who went to UK. Her name is Morgan Campbell. She's a sweetheart, and she is awesome. And I would drive there, hang out with some buddies, um, and then always stop there like three times on my way out of town. You ever go to Bourbon and Sluice? Yeah, yeah. There's some awesome, like, again, there's some kick-ass, like, taverns and stuff. Right. You've been to Bourbon Toulouse? Oh. I, I, where, I've been to Bluegrass, um, Tavern. You haven't been to Bourbon Toulouse. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've been to so many places, and, like, my, my, I have cousins over there. Bourbon Toulouse is my favorite place. I work at the bakery that supplies them bread. Oh, wow, you guys are frozen. What are you guys doing? Like, what are you guys doing to stay busy? Go first, Candace. Well, I think that even asking that question is important because, like, staying busy in a time of no structure is really important. For yeah. example, like, any time that it's summer and I haven't had a job, you just feel kind of like this structureless blob, and you're like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> you're like, what do I do now? Like, what do I do to fill up my time? Because that's the thing, like, people always say that they don't want to go to work or whatever, but at the end of the day, if you don't have that structure, then, like, you want to go to work. Yeah. I don't know. You're not work. doing anything. So, yeah, I I think that, people not liking what they do. I mean, like, it's like, it's the whole thing yeah. about people retire too early, they fucking die too early. Like, you know, like, it's like, I, I never realized how much nuance I, I would miss in a day. Just like, even like, like, I, like, parking my car in a parking garage and just kind of, like, getting on the elevator and going into my building. I'm just, like, I miss, like, little... It's, like, I don't have that anymore. And I'm, like, it's weird that I, like, yearn for that. I want to, like, redo that. Yeah. Because, like... And, like, you, we're talking about staying busy, and you said it's such a good thing. It's, like, what does that even mean right now? Because it's, like, there, there is, like, serious limitations, and, like, priorities are all out of whack when it comes to financials and to academics. And I'm, like, where do we even weigh that? I'm, like, yeah. I'm just going to get up. And clearly, I couldn't even do that today. I got up at twelve thirty today, like, yeah. <laughs> like stuff like a rock. Like I don't. Like... <laughs> John, what about you? What have you been doing? Or like, do you like you? I know that you've always enjoyed, kind of like your jobs and like doing things that way too. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely miss my job. Um, like you, Hunter, I miss my schedule uh, a bit. Um, I worked at a bakery and uh, it was, it was so great. I got to, uh, I mean, rolling in at 5am wasn't the best thing in the world, <laughs> uh, but like needing, but even, it, but it kind of was even like, you know, cause that's like such a weird, cool thing that you're waking up yeah. before everybody else and you're going to your job. And I would walk in most of the time and I would listen to music or listen to podcasts or whatever. 
Yeah. And, um, and that was a great routine. Um, baking bread and shit. Ugh, so much fun. So yeah. were you still it, at sunrise up until this happened? Okay. Yeah. Really? So you'd walk there. That's like 30 minutes or something. Yeah, it literally is. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. 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 It was a good time. I would bike, but my bike is messed up right now, so I need to fix that. But good time for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Everything. Like I, I fix everything that needs fixed. Yeah. Yeah. No, my like this is this is like the that's like some of the things that you know I've been trying to do during this quarantine. I guess is fix, clean, cook. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Get in, get into like personal hygiene routines. Get into like personal home workout sort of routines. Um, Me too. I'm a uh, Candace. I don't know if you saw my sword fighting video. No, I didn't see your sword what fighting video. You I've seen your swords. Yeah, but I haven't seen that video. Swords? What kind of? What you... Dude, I'm a I'm a like a I'm a self taught swordsman, and I I. <laughs> I love sword fighting so much. Yeah. Um, I don't have my like training. Like for... katana, like. Oh uh, well. Here. Um. Interesting. Yeah, I want to see too. This is my this is my first sword. This is my brother's sword. Um. It's like a piece of shit from uh. eBay that he bought back in the day. <laughs> And, uh, and this was like, and he and I shared a room and this was like my, like my play toy thing that I wasn't supposed to be playing with. And, uh, and like, that was all throughout my childhood. Then one day I was like, you know what? I fucking want like something that I can like really heartily practice with. So I got like a full wooden katana. Um, and it just sort of evolved. from Yeah. That's what I've seen. Uh, Yeah. It's broken now. Uh, it's like full on broken. It's gone. But I've been getting a lot of these. These are um, bamboo training swords that they uh, that uh, people training in kendo, which is samurai swordsmanship. Uh, that's what they use. Um, <laughs> I think that's cool. It's so that, much fun. That is, that's definitely the coolest way I've heard anybody say that they're passing quarantine. Like really most people that. are like, I don't know. I get on some walks. They're like. Just some mild sword fighting. Some sword fighting, you know. Combat. Combat training. So have you ever done, like, fencing or kind of a different thing? Very different. Fencing is, like, such a, like, a... It is. Fencing is more of, like, a dance, I feel like. I don't know. I mean, I guess they're both... Well, it's a water dancing kind of sword fighting, whereas, like, obviously, John was... This is... It's just, like, slashed. This is, like, a... Sort of a European broad. Yeah, that's sword. like a knight's sword. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like a Spanish cavalry sword. That's how I think of it in my head, because it's it's real. It's only one handed, and it's uh. It's really it's heavy. Long. Yeah. It, what? It's really long. It's really long. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. But. Yeah, so like I use the metal ones for like strength training, like each of my hands. Yeah. And then I use the bamboo ones whenever I'm trying to do like some fancy form movements or something like that. Yeah, or I'm like actually fighting against people because I like I always like to challenge like my drunk friends or like whoever's uh, <laughs> or my na- or my neighbors, which is like really common now. Um, Something you just said that like kind of shot a light bulb off in my head because like I've been drinking a lot during this break, like a lot. You've been drinking like, a lot. Drinking a lot. Yeah, like just more than like I haven't forever, and it doesn't. I, I don't feel any detriment to that, but it makes me think like every day when I'm waking up and I'm just like doing whatever I'll be doing during quarantine, and I'm just drinking constantly, and I'm like, pe- there's probably plenty of people who are very susceptible if they don't already have some sort of an addiction. And I'm like, I wonder like how this time period will affect people like like ten years from now looking back, and, like this is when my addiction started, or this is when I got I realized I was like an alcoholic or like I picked up I can't stop smoking now. I haven't thought about that. Like I, I I've had I ha- I've had some friends who are recovering addicts 
relapse during this period. Like, because it's just, everything is so thrown off. They're yes. on social media, seeing how everyone else's lives are going. And it's just like, it's a lot of pressure. Because there's two things, there's no, like sidebar, like you were talking about like staying busy and like finding things to do and like DIY activities. And I'm like, there's a sort of expectation there that we have to like teeter and totter healthily because if we put too much of an expectation on ourselves, I'm, every day I'm like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing what they're doing on TikTok. You know, they got like water. <laughs> and like, what are they doing on TikTok? Dude, everything, everything. It's like, we got like tic-tac-toe flip cup and we built a blanket for it. Now we have a projector screen. I'm like right, yeah. fucking drinking wine, like doing nothing. Like, and I'm like, I'm chilling, but now I don't feel, now I don't feel chill. Cause look what they're doing. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's that to it. And then it was something I, I just thought about, like how people, this is to a worse degree, like war veterans during times of war picked up bad habits, like heavy drinking and things like that. And then obviously they would drink to, kind of keep certain things buried but like if people are just drinking every day casually it's like for a lot of us I don't imagine it's just gonna go away like I mean just like right, everything's back to normal go back to work go back to school we can go outside and it's like do we just stop getting hammered every day or every other day it's I, I just there's like a lot of I, I find that interesting I think that this quarantine whatever it's doing like it's magnifying us and it's magnifying the things that we normally are trying to kind of push down so maybe like well that's like that ties into mental health too because i've been concerned about people who have really bad mental health issues because i'm sort of sure that this is amplifying that a lot and that's yeah concerning and that's sad but i think it's a good time to realize like that structure that we don't have right now how are we using it as a crutch because then the alcohol kind of takes that place and structure is good but structure can be used to kind of like, let's say if I'm like having a bad day and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do, you know, I don't know, like something to get my mind off of it. Is that always the best like idea? So I don't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of a hard, complicated thought to articulate, but no, I, I, I think that like structure is so important. Like I would never say that like hanging out with somebody is negative, but if you're doing it, to kind of like escape something in yourself then it could be yeah i mean yeah. not to get really like dark and sad <laughs> you no know, it's it's weird because these are just un like when people say these are unprecedented times i think it's beyond the fact that we all just have to stay home i think it really is like we are relearning a lot about ourselves and society and like you said the norms and the things that like we don't need like i find it funny that the tsa was like hey you guys can bring liquids and gels now you know i'm like what the fuck? <laughs> And like, really? How, how, I didn't many, that. how many things can be done online? Um, it's like, why do we need this many in-person meetings? It's just like, there's that. And then there's, you learn a lot about yourself and the things that you depended on that you thought were maybe healthy or regular. But then once you're on your own, in your own space, yeah, why, like the walls are getting smaller every day. I mean, there's a, there, there's a cabin fever effect to that, surely. But to your point about people having varying mental health, I mean, for some of us, I'm sure it is like, this feeling of like, I need to escape. <laughs> like, let me go, I'll do a bad habit, a good habit, I need to escape. And that's why, and then they have expectations I, um, of like, am I not do, I haven't done some kind of trendy thing today. I haven't cooked yeah. my meal today. And like, if you get into the habit for the right reasons, it's fantastic. Like for me, like I started doing yoga, at home yoga, like you, John, like you were doing some at home workouts. It's awesome. It's actually pretty fun. And it taught, again, to teach you the things that you don't need during non-quarantine times. I'm like, I could be saving like a hundred dollars from my gym membership because I'm running and doing yoga at home. Um, but for some people, there's certainly going to, there's, they're going to definitely be drowning their sorrows or maybe drowning the, just the boredom uncertainty. Yeah. Like I don't even know if everyone's always just upset. I think people are just creating habits one way or another, whether it's positive, negative. Who I, knows? I think it's a lot out of boredom too. I mean, like if you're really at home, if you're a student, who was already a procrastinator like me um, and you know maybe really didn't give that much shit about school or you know lottie fucking da you know you're gonna have a little bit of a hard time keeping up with the expectation of school i have yeah i've neglected school so hard the past it's a lot easier right now oh my god 
it's oh, it's easy for it's it's a lot easier to neglect it but also the classwork in some aspects feels easier because i don't have a literal requirement to go and be on a schedule to go physically to that class and again, so not and like because of that not only is my mind not in the space of even thinking about that class in general but it's also not putting me in a it's not affecting me to do anything with it yeah, pe people are face down and fu 10 feet fucking face down in ventilators, but hey, here's a 12-page paper with a thesis. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me write to you about like, what I thought about the book, the article I read over the weekend on video games, but while people, you know, I have family members who could be dying. It's, it's like, that's interesting, and that's the dramatic side of it, and then there's, to your point, just the fact that I'm like, I'm not in that space, so. Yeah. And then there's the fact that, like, there's... Some of my, it's a case by case basis. Again, talking about unprecedented ways of like, I feel like it's really hard to navigate these waters because there's so many variables in play. Like some of my professors are just like, hey, do you know what? Our shit is not bigger than your shit that's going on right now. So like, let's mm. let's have you like, we have a capstone, Candace and I do, and the professors were great enough to be like, let's just alleviate a lot of this work. Let's do like a minimum. Let's collaborate. Let's keep the candle lit. We just, we don't need like a, a flourishing fire. And then I have some professors who did not make the adequate, adequate switch to online. An online class should be like weekly work, do it by Sunday. And whereas usually in person, we're meeting three times a week. He's kept that workload like three times a week, like hour worth of work every day and then homework every other night. I'm like, bro, I don't give a fuck about this right now. <laughs> yeah. Like even a little bit. I've like, hardly cared before. Yeah. Like in the fact that now I'm, I'm expected to... I, mean, I haven't done ASL work. I, I, it's my foreign language credit in like two weeks. And I emailed him. I'm like, look, man, like I, I, I'm just going to try to get the C minus at this point. Because like where you UC switched to a pass fail system. Has, your, has UK done that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So you guys have been on that for a while. Oh, uh, hmm. I mean, it took us like maybe a week or something like that right out of right when quarantine started. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you all planning on using that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, like most people I know are already using that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I am now. And they're gonna switch it back and be like, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! They can't do that. that <laughs> no way. Yeah, we would riot. I, it's weird. And then we talk about like, the work is good. I mean, like John, I don't know if you just love the work in general, but for me, I kind of need it. It's kind of like I need. I depend the school on work, it. your class work. Just the routine. We're talking about like loving our routines and like. Like, yeah, I get up at five in the morning, but fuck, I'm, I'm better for it. Like, I'm that way. Like, yeah. I got to have my things to do. So, like, now that I have the chance to be like, hey, I'm, I'm a senior. Uh, I, got a, I got a decent, I like my GPA. I'm just going to. Yeah. Chill. That's, that's yeah. what I've been doing. You know? <laughs> I, and, like, you know, for me, like, it's also, like, I feel really comfortable thinking about the future beyond my graduation, too. That's good. So, so it's like, I really, can you teach me how to do that? I'm so interested. What I was, I was freaking destroyed after RFL. And so like, I had to come back mental health wise and like planning wise after that too. But mm -hmm. I'm in a, for, I mean, I'm in a great place now, you what know, you, John to interrupt. What year are you at school? Right I'm now? a senior. I'm a senior too. Same, so same, we're all kind of on that same ship then. Okay. I'm in, uh, I'm also in the same major as you guys. I'm in communications. Um, my, uh, my, major, my major is called uh, media arts and studies. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. I have a friend who is minoring in that. What, so what do you mean? Idea? Don't expand past your comfort level, but how did that experience get you to be more comfortable thinking about the future? Like that to me is something that's so important because whenever I think about the future, I, I'm honestly like, it, it's definitely can like take me away and kind of seem like something that's so freeform and, and very impossible to figure out and calculate like exactly what I want to do or whatever. But I don't know, I think that that also involves a good deal of just kind of letting go and letting it be. But yeah, I would love, I would love to hear what you have to say about that. I mean, when I mean, I always have been like a future planning person. Like I always just daydream like decades into the future. 
Um, even are you a Pisces? No, <laughs> no, I'm a Virgo. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, like I don't know. Uh, so like just the habit of future planning or something has has always been there, but um, you know when I got fired from RFL, it was such like a big deal because I was like because I was. I was important at the station too. Yeah. I was number two at the whole station and I had a, a very high demanding job that had great perks and uh, uh, looks really good on a resume. Um, and so when I got fired for that, for such like scandalous and shitty reasons, yeah. um, it was like, what am what is going to be my pathway now like what's going what is this actually going to look like not only how am i going to recover when people ask me what the fuck happened why aren't you at rfl anymore but also like what is my work life going to look like when uh if I'm going to even do the same field anymore, like, am I going to be in radio? Am I going to uh, do that whole side of calm? Am I going to try to do something else? Am I just going to be a fucking baker the rest of my whole goddamn life? <gasps> you know, all of these things. Puts you in an absolutist state of mind when you go through things like that. After, after you get fired, after, if for any reason, after you quit or just do something else from what you were relying on, it it's like such a perspective change on like what you did and what you have the capability of doing so i so i tried to comp contemplate on that really hard but first had to you know start begin from a safety net of like all right well at least i'm doing this right now i'm fine with this right now um yeah i need to work on my mental health i need to work on myself to figure out what I might want and, you know, figure out more what I can do. At least you have clarity. That's a thousand percent. I think once, once you make friends with yourself, your situation will become better too. I've said that before on this, on this podcast, I think. Like if you love your situation, if you love what's going on with you, auto everything starts being in place because like you can get fulfillment from anywhere. It's just, we have these labels and these expectations for ourselves, especially within a period of stress and distraught tendencies I, I mean yeah like for me I, whether it's a breakup a death a firing a scandal an embarrassment whatever it may be it's like that shift of trying to re-understand everything and then once you get the clarity and once you feel fulfilled in your own self you're like, oh like wow like you said you're, you're going to a bakery and like you love it and like that's awesome like and it's and like like for me like i found a lot of fulfillments on like a upward journey like that too just because it's just once you are just down with who you are and feeling good in your own skin yeah, and it was great too, cause like, it, sorry, it, it was great too, cause like, um, you know, I had already known the bakery, and I'd already been there before, but then like getting back into it felt like felt way better. And then they started being like, "Oh, you know, you're doing really good. Do you want to start baking now?" And I was like, "Oh." sure why not and then yeah. they started doing that and i was like okay this is this is freaking sweet this is so much fun yeah it's it's and like what, what, what did you have reservations about going back before you did it other than the, other to the than oh yeah no i mean back to the bakery in general because i like i had all these plans of like okay i'm gonna be with rfl for the rest of college mm. and then maybe I'll do NPR or something like that. And then I'll go over here and do that. You know, like lofty plans are now destroyed. So like, you know, how do I start yeah. somewhere else? So how do you let, how do you not be so disheartened by that or like let that kind of close you off? Because I feel like that would make me feel so tense and like, I don't know, kind of like betrayed in a way. How oh, do you like not? Oh, I was not I was not in a good mental health space. Yeah. Like I was I was full on depressed. I had to go back on medication and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like this, this Which is fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's totally it's totally fine. 
Um, I found out during the time that I had ADHD because my uh, mom sent me after I got fired to a vocational like psychologist I don't even know what the fuck he is but he basically is like takes an, a skill inventory and an interest inventory and like talks to you a little bit and then um it's basically like a job finder sort of thing yeah. and uh and through that he was like you probably have ADHD you might want to go check this out you've been living with this for a long time most likely um I, just <laughs> I do that too it does that sometimes um an xbox achievement or something yeah yeah uh so yeah so then i started trying out the adhd medication seeing how that worked and it started working really good and um or like you know i i didn't really think it did because uh because it came conveniently at uh at a time of pos uh, a positive health mental health uptrend yeah i see what um, you're saying there yeah like with when it comes to like like I, like Candace, like I feel like because I kind of relate to what John is saying of like you ease yourself about the future because you've done it already with the past. It's like look at all look at all the shit he dealt with, all the uncertainties that he had that were like hard hitting too. At least everyone is uncertain about their future. Like we all are graduating, and we all have something unknown. Like he had his world fucking turned upside down. Not everyone has that happen. So it's like and he dealt with that. So now like for me, like I relate to that so hard. I'm just like well. I don't know what's happening when I graduate in two weeks, and yeah. like and, and like things and like for you guys. Yeah, pretty much. April thirtieth or like May first. We're always really early. Like, well, like I wasn't counting finals. Stuff. It's just you know, and yeah. then like I have job opportunities that are kind of loose and like travel. But the thing is, I'm just like, all right, like I'm finding fulfillment every day. I'm like I'm happy with myself so like, no matter what ends up happening even if it's for the foreseeable future like I'm going to enjoy it there is the uncertainty that can kind of itch at my side like a thorn of like am I going to be doing what I want to do and love to do maybe not right away but like no one in the world is right now so like that also br brings me some odd comfort I don't find comfort in what's happening yeah. this, but you know what I'm saying of like it's that we're all in the it's same. It's not place. like your fault or whatever. <laughs> it's like, not on you right now. And I have, just like John was saying, been in the situation where I am the only one going through something dark, uh, surrounded by, in terms of my peers, right? Where it's just like, I got to go into this, let's say it's a bakery, and it's like, I'm going through shit right now and figuring out who I am. And like, everyone else might not be. Whereas right now, we all are in that same uncertain period, at least seniors in college. So I'm like, okay. Like keep practicing what we're talking about hygiene routines being social doing things like this i'm like if that can continue i'm gonna have that and like that will yeah. get me through it um nerve-wracking or no it's like well i think saying yes to opportunities like this is really important because mm. you know maybe you don't always it's not always your knee-jerk reaction to be like yeah let's have like a zoom meeting and you all didn't even know each other before this and that kind of thing just yeah, talking yeah. you know just talking about what we're going through right now and in this time that's so unprecedented and it's really easy to be like nah like i don't really feel like doing that and then just kind of pushing it away but i think it's so important to say yes to that kind of thing because who knows like what if like john knew something about what you wanted to do and then he had this opportunity you got set up or like so many things have happened to me that way like meeting hunter got me into this podcast in the first place so i think like being open in that way makes you number one a lot more open to different possibilities and like opportunities that can come into your life but also it makes you just like a lot happier like it makes you so much happier and hunter is like the perfect example i've never met somebody who's more open to so many things and he's always connecting people and just like hey guys let's do something so yeah i i look up to you a lot that's, for that's that. kind of like a personality trait in a way and what's weird is like we talk about like mental see health. but i think it's also like a skill that you have to build yourself uh, thank you maybe maybe networking i just do naturally <laughs> I, I think there's just the fact that like all like during this period too like i find a bit of a hole in myself that like it's interesting when things go away like the hole you feel and then having to refill it i mean maybe we're talking in circles when it comes to that topic but like i like for me, like I'm not doing that. Like that really, she's not lying. That was like my day to day. Like I would go in the school and just be like, who can I meet today? Like, what can I, like, who can I connect today? Like, what can I figure, like try and get on 
get attached to today. Like I was always trying to find a new project, a new thing to do. Um, and that's just how I like to approach life. And it's like, when I'm waking up in my house every day and I don't really have anywhere to go and I don't have, I'm having conversations with people I'm already kind of networked with. It's, it's slowing that growth down. So that's why yeah. we talk about like, okay, like it will come back at least, but like, where is that fulfillment coming from now? Cause that really was how my engine rolled every day. <laughs> like it was just like, that's cool. it's so it's interesting to rebuild that. I mean, like it's hard, like I'm, I'm having difficulty, like finding like, get feeling gr gratification at the end of the day even after a billion things like the other day i went for a run i did yoga my friend leah and i made some new meal we've never done i played video games watched a movie i'm like what else can i do <laughs> i'm like i need like yeah. to fulfill this itch yeah like, jesus i can't i'm gonna land on the moon this afternoon like i need something <laughs> and that brings up an important point like do we need to be doing everything like i feel like as long as you're doing enough to where you're satisfied even if that itch hasn't necessarily been scratched like that goes back to kind of bolstering who you are on whether or not you're productive and I think a lot of people do that because if you're productive then the, that means that you're more likely to be like successful and a lot of our society looks at productivity as such a good thing but productivity like I feel like you're only as productive as you're making yourself happy you know like real that's, I think. that's like what's important like if you're if what you're doing is driving you into the ground like I definitely am, a am like someone who takes on way more than I can chew and like overworks myself and that's a bad habit and I'm productive but it's not necessarily paying off in the long run so yeah John what do you think um uh well I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh um, well, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree in terms of, you know, productivity, um, only going so far as your willpower to stay with a single task and how your, you know, your willpower with that is directly related to your enjoyment that you get out of it. Um, I think, uh, I think a lot of people are i think the the idea of being ultra productive is something that i was and probably still am really attached to um but now i'm like trying to now now i'm just comfortable it feels like with however much productivity or productive things that i'm getting done in a certain amount of time in in the day like i and i'm just trying to build the day-to-day -to, -day to allow a more continuous cycle of there's going to be at least some kind of production that I can do for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I, okay, well, I probably shouldn't get drunk until 3 a.m. and then, you know, <laughs> up and, you know, you know, go to bed, go to sleep until noon. Probably, okay, I probably should do that. Uh, not only does it not make me, and then I think of reasons why I probably shouldn't do those things. And then I uh, think of what else I can do instead that would probably make me feel and think better, produce something better um, so that I can, you know, like that's just how I'm thinking uh, in terms of productivity these days. Because um, yeah. I, you know, I'm trying, because I want to be ultra productive my whole life and i want to think of cool ways i let me plug something really cool really quick um so this is um so this is a book that i got uh because i think of a um uh podcast that i got from a podcast recommendation that might have been from you canvas um so Scott Young is the writer. The book is called Ultra Learning. Um, and Scott Young did... Wait, which podcast was it? Because maybe it was me. It, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it was you. I don't know if, if you recommended the exact episode um, that, that this guy was on. But it's going to take me too long to find it. I feel um, like you have said... Is Scott. it Tim Ferriss? Yes, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay, yeah. Um, 
I didn't, I literally only listened to like one or two episodes, but I was like, oh, ultra learning. That sounds cool. I don't know who this guy is. I'll listen to that episode. Um, so like Scott Young uh, did like these challenges because he was like, I, why can't, why didn't I learn Spanish when I was in Spain for study abroad? I had this perfect opportunity to learn Spanish and all of a sudden I didn't fucking learn it. Why? Uh, so he wanted to figure out what it took to learn really quickly, really effectively, and what it just, and just the cognitive science of learning in general and, um, and how it can transfer into uh, different skills and different techniques in general. And, um, and so he did a lot of self challenges for himself. Like the thing that he got crazy famous for was he did uh, the full four year MIT computer science degree uh, by taking all of the final exams uh, and grading himself. Uh, he did all of that in, uh, by using uh, mostly free online shit that wow. he found uh, he did all four years worth of shit in a year and like that was the thing that like put him on the map like um, and then so how did he do that how well that specifically i don't really know all the all the details yeah. but i mean like he did all of the but he like is basically in this book trying to outline the methods of how one quickly develops things it develops the reasons why the methods how you as an individual will complete the accomplishment and sort of the psychology of learning something over a period of time itself how to test your progress how to um re-go over things that you're struggling with um shit like that I might get that i feel like not a lot of us know how to do that and like i go through phases where i'm really good about it and phases where i just what y'all take just a day to not do it and then you just fall off a lot of people like the whole thing for this book is people don't people aren't taught how to learn yeah. uh and that's something that like i i fucking learned in like middle school or something i was like you got like i'm just being told these things you guys are like sometimes not even teaching the material well and i feel like i have no incentive to be a real participant in this learning process because you aren't really engaging me super well so I, i've been fascinated by um teaching and learning uh for a long time and i was like okay this is like my new bible <laughs> so <laughs> this is awesome i'm so excited so like i haven't even like gotten i mean you can see right here like i have not made a dent into this thing um but like already where i am like this is talking about the planning stage um like understanding how and why you want to do the projects that you want to do um I'm about to order that book on Amazon right now. It's really good. It's wow. cheap. It's like, you know, it's, it's no more than 20 bucks or whatever. It sucks. It's going to take forever because anything that's not like COVID-19 related during this time, and we're recording this podcast. I don't know when it's going to air, but like, like a week into April pretty much. And like, and it's like, 11. yeah, it's 11. I just didn't know she wanted me to drop the date. <laughs> I, um, but like, we, um, it takes forever. Like I ordered an album the other day. I ordered uh, the Universe Smiles Upon You vinyl. And it, on like April first, and it when it's it's a prime item, and it's not getting here till the sixteenth because it's not COVID nineteen. What? I've been getting like all of my things like so quickly. Yeah, I got I got duped. I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. I but like I want to get that book because I think that that's just stuff people should read about. I think a lot of us think yeah. we know how to do that. Like I do sometimes. I overestimate my ability to just figure it out on my own. And it's like, I literally like just save yourself so much time by just reading about it, annotating like you are. Like, I, I like how you said I've only put a dent in it. Cause that's the best way to read books like that. Cause they're so heavy. Like their mass is more than the, the like what it looks like. The content is also, I mean, it's easy. Like it's, it's an, it's an easy to read thing, 
but with something like this where you where it's like a methodology book of how you how how you learn if i want to practically apply it then i don't necessarily need to read the whole thing all at once number one mm-hmm. so if i'm trying to apply ultra learning philosophy to i'm I, I just became a Twitch streamer, and so I'm trying to, you know, learn Maver, how to... Maver, was that an example? Yeah, yeah, so that's, this is my example. Okay. Uh, no, it's real. No, it's real, though, but I, I, this is my example of my ultra-learning project or whatever. Sorry, um, I asked a lot of questions. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, like, this, so just reading the first chapter on, okay, how, how do I how do I learn how to be a better Twitch streamer, basically? So the general philosophy of that, if I can fucking boil it down, um, would be like, okay, I gotta talk to people who know how to do it. I probably got to watch other Twitch streamers to see what they're doing. I gotta get all of the equipment necessary to make the type of video and audio quality that I need. I need to be able to capture my um, my gaming uh, and work that and manipulate that in the ways that I want. And then I need to like start building up a network of people that not only would actually watch me on some sort of frequency, but you know would be able to propel me in other ways. Yeah, I. Twitch is an interesting beast. I interviewed, my second interview I ever did for my show was with one of my friends who's a, I mean, it's her full-time job. She's a professional Twitch streamer. Shout, shout out to Sammy Train. She, uh, like, yeah, I mean, she gets several, she was telling me about when she first started off, she had, like, a stepladder with a camera on it, like, in her little, like, her <laughs> Whatever works, man. That's what she was saying. She's like, you can't think you're big kind of media. Like, she, like, she had a stepladder. She's in like a corner of her like New York apartment, like her and her wife share a place. And she would go like all night while her wife would work during the day from home. And like they would like switch off and like cool. grind. I, I think moving forward, especially with the landscape we have now, like Twitch is a great way to Zoom and Twitch are great ways to make content right now for people like us who are like upcoming content creators because it fills that it fills that niche pretty heavily. Um like I miss being in the studio so much. Candace called me on my drive home from the city this afternoon. I must it this morning. This afternoon. And I was just like, like, she was talking to me about movies. And I'm like, God, like, I miss this. I just miss, yeah. like, talking about, like, diving in the industry. And, like, like, that was something that was on my mind heavily. Back to mentality was just, like, we had a lot of things scheduled and set up with some people, with some pretty cool industry folk. And, like, it's not even like, I don't even know if it's on the back burner. I'm like, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Cause like these people, industry people have such busy schedules and like, they don't know their schedules even, and they have stuff that's pushed back. So I'm just like, I don't know, ever catch that fish again. Like who knows? So there's things like that, that are inter- it's just It's interesting to like try to make content right now, even for the big boys, like in girls. Oh, they're, they're trying so hard. It's, it's hilarious. They're, I mean, I've been, I think this is a great time for people to be making content because everybody's at home. Everybody's, yeah. you know, got to be, I mean, like, unless you don't have the equipment and that kind of stuff. That, yeah, that's more where I was coming from in that angle for up and comers. For people that are like have means, it's like, we're just not going to be together. So as long as our chemistry is good online. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you, it, this is a great time for content creators to figure out how to work the scramble. I mean, like if you're, if you got, nothing or very minimal income like what are you gonna make you know how are you gonna make it how are you gonna market it um you know so i mean that's that's how how i'm trying to stay positive about it and especially during like it it, this time has honestly been great for me because like i'm i'm now i don't have school to freak out about you know like i don't have to go to school anymore so now i can just sort of figure out you know what pet projects are really important to me and like how i can sort of build that up yeah I, I, it makes me happy that people have like silver linings of this like it really does because it's like that is kind of that way for me too it's just like hard to get it going because the like conflicting schedules 
because like doing doing this just feels good i think just talking to people in general on these kind of things feels good especially if you are a podcast like all three of us are podcast people so being on camera and recording and talking just feels right just like oh this feels like it's what i'm supposed to be doing today like yeah it's very rewarding to get back into that like i while we were on this call, I've reached out to like two people. I was like, hey, we got to schedule something next week. Like, I, oh, I, <laughs> see, I see so many people whenever I go on walks, like they're like playing guitar. And I'm just like, when is the last time that you played guitar? Like you probably haven't played guitar in a long time. So I think this is a time that a lot of people are taking to, I don't know, kind of like reamp some of their hobbies or like, I don't know, you're awesome. doing things that like you kind of had on the back burner because you had to do things that were necessary. And now you get to do all these things that, you like and you want to learn more about and that kind of thing so I think not even necessarily in terms of content creation but just creating Hobby. whatever you want you know like not even necessarily for the public but just kind of like yeah. like yeah, I've been writing a ton of songs and that kind of thing so that's something that I had wanted to do and I wasn't able to because I was so busy with other stuff and yeah it's kind of just like a good time to reconnect with everything that's what I've been observing a lot too like you know uh reconnecting with personal hobbies that you already have or you're trying to get into something new i just started drawing i'm not an artist i've never i've like literally never you know done that really before but i got a lot of artist friends so i was like yeah screw it i'll i'll start picking up pen and paper um so i did that um and i'm liking my results i'm trying to apply ultra learning methodology at least a little bit but i'm not like super like well, I'm going to be an artist. So yeah. I'm not like, yeah. you know, really freaking out about it. But yeah, no, and I'm trying to still get good with swordsmanship stuff. So that's like a lot of fun. And I got books. I'm, I got a big old <laughs> stack of books right there. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot that I can do that I have the time for now. And like speaking back, you know, to your observance of other people just in general in the world. I'm just like trying to talk to my neighbors now, like oh, like yeah. as, as much as I can, you know, because like they're, <laughs> they're right there, you know. Uh, I I love community in general, and I like seeing people regularly. And now these are the people that I see regularly. You know, people weren't outside as much. It felt like, and now yeah. it feels like people are outside not only because they got nothing else to do, but because it's be the weather's beautiful. It's spring, you know. It's awesome. Can you tell that they're also being more social with you? Yeah. 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 I, I can tell that too. My neighbors. Yeah. Which yeah. makes me be like, why were we not just always like this? Like, why now? Like, we don't need to wait for a worldwide pandemic to happen. Like, we can all just can be, be friendly all the time. I think, yeah. I think this is going to change people's attitude about that. Yeah, I agree. Like, no, for sure. I, I, this shit, like I said, I, I took I took riding elevators for granted. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's such a people are having like a psychedelic realization without drugs right now because they're sitting and they're reflecting and they're thinking about the things they enjoy, the things that they didn't realize they enjoyed, and then the newfound things they enjoy. And it's just like, why would that go? Away? I mean, and I'm sure it will lessen to a degree because that is our nature as a species that the masses of us are going to return to that rat race of of living. But hopefully, many of us, especially from our generation, a very passionate, analytical, forward-thinking generation, won't do that. Like for me, like yeah, the new the things I'm picking up from this are I am going to carry into my. I'm I'm going to try to appreciate as much as I can. Like I hope you continue your drawing. And like, well, then the question becomes. How do you guys think that you can continue and ride this wave and not let it just be a wave? Like, incorporate the good things of this. What's well, weird? Like, it's different for every person. Like for me, like I don't know how you guys are. Like I, I go in phases, like with my hobbies and habits, yeah, and they, okay. they come and go. Only few, very few things are consistent with me throughout like a year, and like in terms of that would be like talking to people and like networking and then like fitness, like those things that like kind of make me who I am will continue. But my little hobbies, I'm, I told Candace, I'm a serial hobbyist. So that will always be changing I, in terms of the appreciation. I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's just the fact that like, at least for the first year or two, this will be on our minds because it was such a big deal. Um, and hopefully, like, as this yeah. gets more and more severe, we will appreciate the impact of the things we 
take for granted even. Yeah, though. have you all ever, like, have you all been imagining what it'll be like in the retrospective whenever people are like, remember whenever we were in quarantine for, like, three months? Like, that's really interesting for me to think about. Well, I'm going to be outside a lot more, that's for sure. I mean, like, like you said, John, like, I'm outside so much, like, right mm-hmm. now, and I didn't do it before, and, like, to your question, Candace, I don't know why. Yeah. I, like, what the hell, man? So, like, uh, yeah, I, it, it, there's so much psychologically to think about. It's again when it comes to the future. Like I take different, like whether it's a bleak aspect or a positive aspect. Like when I think of people who are like like addictions, or when I think of people who have newfound hobbies, or when I think of like relationships that started during this, or kids that were conceived during it. It's just like what the fuck is like <laughs> this quarantine? Like <laughs> will have some sort of impact that will name the next generation or name the next era. Because of like you know like the baby boomers, the baby boomers, and like that like that generation had a lot of labeling and a lot of cathartic exper- shared experience through what they went through. And I'm like, this has not happened ever before, so I'm sure there will be something collective about it. But, yeah, I think so too. I don't know what it's going to be called or anything like that. I'm I'm curious as to what the names for it will be, uh, what the labeling process will be like. COVID. COVID. Yeah, COVID quarantiners. Co- co- I don't know. <laughs> I'm a COVID kid. I, 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 <laughs> if you were born during this time, I'm a COVID kid. Something about getting older in the last, and by older, just like the last year and a half, I feel like more than ever, I just like understand my mentality and like just the way of things a lot more going into my mid, my later half, my 20s. It's like, I get anxious when I put things off to like a detrimental degree. Like before I was a procrastinator to no one's really like to whatever degree. I'm like, yeah, I'm putting it off. And then I end up doing it. I don't really lose any sweat over it. Like when you, again, you have ADHD, you just put it off. And it's like carefree, like whatever. Now, if I don't do something like it, it, it like swallows me whole. So like, it's interesting. <laughs> it's hard for me to like do that kind of stuff anymore. Like when I started procrastinating over this quarantine, I like found myself getting, feeling terrible. I'm like, dude, I can't, I, I literally can't procrastinate anymore <laughs> because it just like freaks me out because I got into such a cycle of like what, what the real world was going to become for me. And now I'm, you know, it's, it's odd feeling like I'm in high school, just going, yeah, I'm putting it off, chilling. Because <laughs> like, like, I feel totally liberated that I can procrastinate as much as I fucking want. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, re- it's really funny because like, uh, you know, because we're, we're in the same worldly situation but you know our mindsets are completely different about this and i understand where you're coming from though. like that's where i wish i felt that way because it is liberating because like it makes sense it's like it's to my point about letting all my grades if i think eh, let them drop to a c minus and i can focus on more important things but yeah. at the same time it's just like i built a lot of my like i said like a, a lot of soul searching happened in the last year and a half for me and a lot of my identity and my like self-worth or pride or whatever you want to call it was in those routines and in accomplishing things on the day-to-day and like even things that have no like they don't really matter like 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 papers and stuff well then now that they're key there is to just uh let go of your ego my friend like maybe (laughs) just it's so easy (laughs) right might not be the right word then like it's more of just like again just how you find fulfillment in the day of like, for me, it was going into school, making connections, doing, talking with people, getting work done, putting actual real thought into something that I wouldn't stumble on on my own every day. You know, going to work. It's like going to work. And then like having that, and then like having control over procrastinating from that makes me feel kind of shitty, like I'm lessening myself, which I think is an anxious tendency because it's not really the case at all. You know what I mean? It's just like to get there to get a bit therapeutic with how we're talking. I, I just I think that is more me, me getting in my own way of like, which is ironic because I'm already procrastinating. So, dude, yeah, I'm just glad that I'm not living by myself right now. That would be. Are really you with hard. your parents? Yeah. 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 Right now, I'm. I came back from Cincinnati, so I'm in Lexington too. So yeah. What's I'm your house? Mom, like but I know like several people who are completely alone. That seems super difficult to me to not even have any sort of social reaction interaction past walking walking by someone outside or in a grocery store for weeks on end i would become so talkative to strangers (laughs) (laughs) what's in your cart like that old man at the park (laughs) 
away, bro. Like, yeah. I, like I remember when I didn't have a lot of friends when I came to UC, like which was recent because I went to a community college for a few years. I would do that with people in my summer classes. I would just be, so what do you guys got going on today? Like, like, what's going on? like who the fuck are you? Like, you know, like it's it's really funny how that works. Yeah, I mean, what what's your house look like in Cl- in Clifton? In Clifton, Lexington. No, I met Candace. Like, on your on-campus house is none of your are none of your roommates there. I think one girl is still there, and mm. then everybody else is just like paying rent, and it's an empty house sitting by itself. So, luckily, I only I only signed up through May first, so yeah. I only pay one month whenever I wasn't there. But yeah, yeah. Man, I mean that's something you can't avoid. Just <laughs> couldn't call Duke and like shut the electric down and like the water off and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think they force people out of the dorms here and uh, at UC too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm living. I'm not living with my parents my, because they're in Louisville. Um. So I. But uh, af- after I'm done with this, I'm I'm gonna go visit them because that that was just the plan for today. But um. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm living here. Um, I'm the only, I'm the only single guy out of my house of, uh, four, four gentlemen. And, uh, my, two of my, two of my roommates are gone all the time. They're not here ever. Uh, They're with their girlfriends or, uh, one of them still works. So he's, uh, so he's either working his crazy shifts or he's at his girlfriend's house. He'll pop in for like a night, and that'll be it. Um, my uh, the the other my the guy that I share a wall with. He was here just to spend the night uh, and hang out with his girlfriend in his own room, <laughs> like literally. And then uh, and then when people came, when realtors came to look at the house, like they literally just left, like hardly without a word. I was like, yeah, bye. So it's just it's just me and my other roommate just you know dicking around playing video games uh, like so much of the time and just, <laughs> just you know drinking and smoking and chilling and you know I gotta like you know try to keep on to some sort of health routine or mental exercise in order yeah, to totally. stay sane. So I feel like right now is a good time to like journal, which I journaling mean, is always something that's on and off. For even me, at least. Writing, even if if it's anybody reading. you know is able to keep a journal consistently for more than three months, marry that person. Like, that person has their shit together. Collapse yeah. to that person. This girl I'm really close with, she does, she's kept a journal for like a year. She writes every day about significant things that happen every day. It's crazy. Who? Leah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. She'll like go through her text messages and like write some funny dialogue for conversations. Well, Leah's is so oh, like she's cool. so like free, which I really like about her. Yeah, she's a she's a pure person for sure. I I want to get involved, work wise in like media and that kind of thing. Like what you guys like too. I love that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. content creation, that kind of thing. Like any aspect. I'm just really curious and like itching to get. You're already doing it. If it makes you feel any better, you are. Too. Yeah, but I'm making it myself. It's not like I'm, I want to like collaborate with people and I want to be a part of something that's already been started. And like, even if it's not even like people. super, like, like something my friend Ryan and I do, my producer, we just make like homemade, like not even very good videos, <laughs> but it's fun for practice, like acting, lighting. Yeah. Thoughts. Well, that's the thing, like practice. Okay, number one, they are good. Number two, practice is so underrated. Like what we're doing right now, maybe like, 15 people will watch it or whatever but you know like that's good it's important to get in that routine yeah <laughs> in the routine like just yeah. talk to people learn how to talk to people and like get in that flow yeah definitely. i wasn't even talking about like the podcast because those do decent which we didn't even start to for an audience we started because we always had cool conversations and i was like let's just put them on camera and it's good it resonates over people. yeah and we ended up getting an i mean our audience is probably about like 300 like we good. with what's your that, youtube channel called avhd podcast is yeah, it more, really fucking good is it more um 
is it more podcast or like you said there are videos like what what's video, that? yeah if you type it in yeah we have like well, the one on the top of the channel is like me talking to the guy who made jimmy neutron like directed jimmy neutron and we're just like oh no way sitting down and hanging out with him and then like we have one the guy who developed tomb raider and we're just sitting and talking with him and just shooting the shit so like we're just hanging out this was fun guys yeah this was a whole lot of fun even to just speak <laughs> with people that i like like that feels so good i love that and like we can do it in a context where maybe other people see it even better i, I have two both of you guys you all are really good people so oh thank oh, thanks it's so long since i've seen you candace so yeah it's good seeing you thank you all right talk to you guys later okay Bye. bye Bye.